You're listening to Force Friends Rewatch, a Star Wars TV show podcast. From Rebels to Resistance and The Mandalorian to Ewoks, we've got you covered. Here's your warning, there will be spoilers. And there will be swearing, because our host just gets so gonk darn excited to talk about these good, good shows. Welcome to Forest Friends Rewatch. I'm your host, Andy. And I'm Ryan. On Forest Friends Rewatch, we rewatch Star Wars television shows and then we talk about them. We're currently doing our like long form Mandalorian crusade through <laughs> Clone Wars, then Rebels, and then uh, the Disney Plus Mandalorian TV show. Um, before we get into that, though... This is normally where Ryan has a bit, but I'm going to do a special bit in front of Ryan's bit. Yes. To preface the bit. Um, you might notice that our <laughs> two biggest episodes are gone. Um, and that we are uh, changing like the stinger. Um, our show, as well as, as far as I'm aware, every single show is no longer part of um, our former network. Uh, there's been um, some complications there that I'm sure if you are on Twitter or on the Discord, uh, you have probably seen people discussing. Um, we're fine. We're all fine here now. How are you? <laughs> Boring conversation. Anyway, Luke, we're going to have company. No. Um, Very well being, on theme. Yeah, thank you. Uh Shit sucks sometimes, and uh, things unfortunately happen. We have uh, parted ways um, with uh, some problematic elements, uh, but we are moving forward with every other show and forming something new. There will be more news here sometime in the not-too-distant future, but uh, for all intensive purposes, uh, Becca will be our first-ever guest. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Ryan is gonna do the bit now. Oh, man. Uh, so I guess the bit is just what, like, how did you get into Star Wars, Becca? We, we should probably introduce her. Becca Soka is my favorite yeah. cosplayer. I'm <laughs> obligated to say that because I'm dating her and we live together, and I like that arrangement. But, uh, she actually is. She's the only person I've ever met who's more obsessed with Star Wars than me. So how did we get there? Um... Wow, I don't know, really. I've grown up with Star Wars. It's just kind of always been there for me. Uh, my parents liked it, so it just kind of was one of those, oh, you'll like these movies, start watching it. And then the prequels are what got me. So that was my age. I was in, like, in love with Padme. Um, and that just kind of started my obsession. So you are a Star Wars cosplayer, how did you get into that aspect of the fandom? Like, what is your, besides just being a Star Wars fan, I guess, like, what is your relationship to Star Wars fandom? Um, I think I, it was when I went to a convention in Pennsylvania with uh, my family, we found out, like, cons existed, and we're like, oh, this sounds like fun. Um, 
we went actually because we were into Doctor Who a lot and they had like a lot of uh, TARDIS, they had some Daleks. So that was like what got us there. But then we met people from the 501st Legion and the Rebel Legion and we're like, wait, what's this? And just like, it just consumed us then. We, we've, I wanted to learn more. I wanted to find out what this is. What is cosplay? Like, I'd never really heard of that before. And then once I started uh, becoming friends with these people, they showed me this whole world of costuming. And I just, I delve headfirst, like straight in, <laughs> nonstop now. Do you have a, uh, like a favorite costume that you do you do you do so many so i don't know if you <laughs> pick a favorite um, yeah uh, i think it depends on the day really um i love my custom mandalorian a lot uh because that's something i created i feel like she would probably always be the top of the list for me for that reason like she's who i am who i want to be like kind of this cre- creation of mine that I've always just like wanted, if that makes sense. Um, but Padme, <laughs> my Padme costume is she's she's up there, just because I love Padme. I love your pride looks. Yes. Those are always super cool. <laughs> yeah, that was that's always fun to to do like the bi flag with my costumes. That's how you came out to most people, isn't it? By wearing a bi mm-hmm. Padme to Pride in San Diego last year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I did a pride parade in San Diego um, and was just kind of like, is this my thing? And then I was like, this is my thing. <laughs> like, And Star Wars helped me. Yeah, like Padme helped me come out and find who I am. Um, but then it was also just like badass being like my favorite Star Wars character at a huge pride parade. Um, and just feeling the love there, yeah, really helped me. Yeah, for all the the issues uh in the star wars uh costuming groups um it is super cool that they do uh pride parades and pride events um and i'm I'm always very appreciative when they uh acknowledge pride month um even if they do it right on the last day (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh that's good though your your Star Wars internet presence is you, yeah. pretty <laughs> massive. You're like, a legend. I, I regularly see Facebook friends who are like barely, barely just like the teeniest interested in Star Wars, like share your cosplay shit. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, damn, like that's that's Becca. Like, how does yeah. so and so know her? And they don't know you. They just thought your, your shit was cool. So they shared it. <laughs> that's. That's kind of like, it's so surreal to me still. Like I just like sharing what I do and Star Wars because I love Star Wars. I just want to share it. And the fact that people like it enough to follow and like watch almost what I do is, is weird, but it's fun. Cause I like being, I don't know. I like people in the community who are always there to try to show like what this community is about, like show that especially young girls, um, what Star Wars is and what it can be for you. It doesn't have to be a boy's thing. Like it used to be told. Um, so I just, I'm glad that I can do that. And I have people who enjoy it. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Can I, can I out you for your shameful 
quote unquote uh, favorite Star Wars movie because it's a big part of why we needed to have you as a guest, even apart from the fact uh, that you're my partner. God. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, you got to say it. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> oh God. Um, I mean, is it Caravan said, of Courage? Better. It's, <laughs> well, I said I love the prequels, but what really got me to this obsessive point um, is the Clone Wars movie that I watch uh, repeatedly is 100% my favorite Star Wars movie. The the one with uh, Stinky? Yep. <laughs> yep. Nice. The one that's often forgotten for, I mean, understandable reasons, but I adore it. I think it's hey, amazing. <laughs> I saw them in theaters on opening day, um, <laughs> which there are, there are very few Star Wars movies where I can say that. I think Revenge mm-hmm. of the Sith and... The Stinky movie are the only two I saw on on opening day, besides the the sequel trilogy, of course. But yeah, I went to see the Stinky movie, and then I uh, I went I'm to see the Stinky that because because the the character Stinky is prominently in it, not that the movie itself is Stinky. Oh no! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I went to see that opening day, and I I went every other day for like a week and a half, two weeks. I loved it. I it it's fun. It is fun. And it introduces us to Ahsoka, which I know at the time most people didn't like, but looking back, it's such an important moment for her to to, to see her for the first time and know what she becomes. I I think my only issue with it is that it is very clearly like the first four episodes of Clone Wars. Yeah. <laughs> and they just yeah. kind of like put it into a movie. And so it has that pacing of like 23 minute segments. And I just kind of wish that they had like shot for the fences and just made a proper like movie to introduce the the show rather than just taking the first chunk of episodes and saying <laughs> it's a movie. Um, but yeah, like it, it slaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I feel that. Yeah. Cause you can definitely see where it was episodes, but I think going and knowing that it's not then as bad if you're just like aware, yeah, like, true. yeah, this happened, but it's, it's whatever now. Well, especially now with like binging is the format where you consume like any media, like mm-hmm. it's definitely probably not as noticeable at the time when I saw it, I was like, this pacing is weird. And then yeah. I <laughs> yeah. like found out like, oh, that was just like the first four episodes. Okay, I guess that makes sense. But. I think that's why it got such bad reviews. Because mm-hmm. I think people were expecting a feature when it, it really is just the theatrical four episodes. Mm-hmm. Like if someone were to tell me right now, like my favorite Star Wars movie is The Siege of Mandalore, which is the finale of that series. I'd be like, oh yeah, like that's that's totally... Oh yeah, like a valid, Definitely. a valid favorite Star Wars movie, even though it didn't get like a theatrical release. So yeah, I I think that's right that that's your favorite yeah. Star Wars movie. <laughs> and Siege was definitely structured oh. as a movie. It was so good, even more so than than uh, the original movie. If if Ryan is outing you for something, I'm going to out you for something. You oh are God. the you are the Leia cosplayer with the little tiny Genarso. <laughs> oh yeah, that's which is like <laughs> the thing I see everywhere. And it's it's going around again. It is going and around again. And I don't again. know why, but I yeah, it's all of our you know. Swedish friends are messaging <laughs> us because it popped up on a Swedish fan site. 
Yeah, the the little Jerno Urso meme from Celebration. Oh. Was that what like four years ago now? Oh god, three, three years, yeah. Ago? three, yeah. And that was we didn't even know Dina at the time, did we? Yeah, that we was... we didn't know like the little girl and her her dad yet, but became friends after that for obvious <laughs> reasons. <laughs> yeah, we just popped up everywhere. You two are gonna have to like recreate that picture like twenty years from now. Yeah, <laughs> he wants to keep recreating it yeah. every time. We tried. We're in the same uh, place. Yeah, we tried getting together at San Diego Comic Con a couple of years ago, but just that's such a crazy convention. Yeah, he was Timing so busy. Wasn't, we were so <laughs> wasn't busy. working, but we definitely we definitely need to because it's it's such like a staple now. I feel yeah. which is weird. <laughs> But it's it's all over. And Harley is adorable. She went around the last celebration as Kira giving dice to every Han Solo. Okay. They always have like a, a little adorable gimmick going. <laughs> That's kinda kinda heartbreaking, actually. I know. <laughs> I, guess, I guess they're both really heartbreaking. Um Yeah. Definitely. But it's it's sweet at the same time, yeah. Yeah. Super adorable. All right. So let's talk about these Clone Wars episodes. Um, <laughs> recap, uh, what happened? Uh, so we watched Clone Wars Season 3, Episodes 5 and 6. Uh, they are titled Corruption and the Academy. Yes. In uh, Corruption, um, Mandalore is suffering uh, trade issues because of the Clone Wars and their neutral status. Um, pretty much both sides of the conflict are, uh, imposing restrictions or like outright, like refusing trade because they are a neutral system and Duchess Satine is like, damn, this sucks. Um, so she calls up her, uh, like quote unquote, like girlfriend, (laughs) uh, Padme. Yeah. And they definitely use like girlfriend energy of like are we best friends or like did we used to hook up who knows are we joking like is i hope you're so cute are you joking (laughs) or or like are you just encouraging is it positive (laughs) Uh, so like it's a lot of that shit like any any two sapphics i know they cannot possibly one admit that they have feelings for each other or two they will drive any distance in the universe to see each other like that does not because spies, I know which five names way. are going through her mind. <laughs> like, oh my my girlfriend, she only lives like twelve states away. Like, it's not even long distance. I'm like, no, that's long distance. No, it's not that far. No. I'm like, I'm like, girl, <laughs> sapphics be crazy like that. Anywho, yeah. <laughs> Padme shows up because what Mandalore? It's not even that far. No, not for Padme. They they do some like badass like Nancy Drew detective work, and they find out that um, creepy facial hair guy is evil, and <laughs> there's a bunch of like snake Egyptian aliens who are poisoning uh, energy drinks or for the TikTok teens, and oh my god, <laughs> they they stop him, and then Satine like burn shit down uh yeah. oh there's evidence she's like burn it it's great she's anyway yeah, she's, epic. she's unhinged yeah yeah she's pissed um 
following that episode, uh, Ahsoka shows up to help uh, indoctrinate some kids into Antifa. And, um, what even happens? Is this the one where bad facial hair man turns out to be evil? Um, yeah, that's when they, yeah, yeah, they get the, the prime minister. Yeah. Yeah. Bad, bad goatee doing bad things. Uh, Turns out he's corrupt. The junior detective squad finds (laughs) out that there's going to be like a queue and, um, Ahsoka helps and they throw the dude in jail and um, Satine is like, hey, Ahsoka, you're cool and you're going to grow up and be queer someday. And Ahsoka is like, (laughs) hard eyes the dream. Right. Satine would know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) Speaking of which, Satine has a nephew and like that kid is not Bo-Katan's. Yeah. I think they... I think we know that there's another sibling. I forget how we know that, but oh. there is a very popular theory that he's not a nephew at all. It's a great theory. It's the best one. Him and his Obi-Wan Kenobi hair. Oh. Yeah. Shit. Little quirky. <laughs> quirky Kenobi. Yeah, that's quirky. a whole that's a whole thing. Um actually, a friend of Ma- ours has a Kickstarter going on for a pin. That is Satine cradling a baby Corky. What is her handle? Lioness cosplay. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. On Instagram. Yeah, I'm very much of the opinion that Satine is your uh, bisexual wine aunt, whereas Bo Katan <laughs> is your lesbian whiskey aunt. <laughs> yeah. Um, because like that's that's like a thing, right? Like the queer the queer sibling is the like cool gay uncle or whatever or or what have you so like Satine being like Aunt Satine and Bo-Katan being like Aunt Bo I'm like I see you Star Wars you can't tell us they're they're gay because you won't give us nice things but like we, <laughs> we all know yeah no I, I love it they're great honestly as that so that was the longest rabbit trail of a recap. But what did we like about these episodes? That was your best recap, honestly. Mm-hmm. That was good. Um, I mean, I got to be completely honest. I kind of don't. But they, you don't like these episodes? I don't love these episodes. And I think it's from a lens of having been a teenager when they came out and watching them as they came out and being like, oh, so this is what George Lucas thinks Friday night primetime ages eight to 12 looks like on Cartoon Network. Okay. Okay. Uh, Corruption in the government education department. Yeah, this is something. Okay. It's, It's definitely different. I oddly like them. Oh, I no. find it fun. <laughs> I I like like what we said earlier with Padme and Satine. I I love that duo. I think they're so badass together, and they bring out sides of each other that we don't usually see. Like we see Satine in this episode, the first one, just being really like take charge. Like she's ready to like actually fight, but in, like in her own way. But it's a side of her we don't see often. Um, and I love. It's- I love the girl power between them. It feels like when Satine is around Obi-Wan, she feels like she has to take this moral high ground of her pacifism, like 
to the extreme because she's trying to prove something yeah. to Obi Wan. And he's always on the high ground himself. <laughs> Obligatory. But the fact, gone. But the fact that it's her and Padme, mm-hmm. she she isn't doing this performative thing for Kenobi's sake. So yeah. she is like, oh no, like I I'm just gonna take charge and kick ass and stuff. Yeah, no, it's it's great. I love that these two episodes you see Padme and Satine being friends, and then Ahsoka and Satine being friends, and none of that is because Anakin or Obi-Wan is there. Like, it's... Yeah. It's I, just I, happening naturally. I like, yeah, I, as much as I love, you know, Obi-Wan and Anakin, like, as a team, especially with Ahsoka, I like that they're not in them. I think it's fun to see, like, full, like, female-led episodes. Yeah. Um, especially the Ahsoka one for Academy, like, that's honestly one of the first episodes where we see her really growing and we see her becoming like the favorite character she is today. Like she's, she's really strong. She's leading, even though these kids are probably like the same age as her, she's really shown who she's becoming. And I think that's such an important episode. We usually forget about yeah, because she's still in that, you know, young episode, like season one costume. She's a child still at most, but it's, it really shows like how much she's learned from from Anakin even like who she's who she's becoming really yeah yeah i never i didn't really think about that but i think this is the beginning of my love for ahsoka and my love for satine like they were just kind of there for me before ahsoka started off i wasn't really a fan just cuz i felt like she broke the canon in some way cuz i was one of those people <laughs> but um I think this was the start of me really realizing what she brought to the show. Mm-hmm. And I think what's interesting about the way it's structured is everybody's kind of taking a risk. Like Andy already mentioned, Satine's kind of putting her principles on the line, sort of. Uh, Almec is putting the planet on the line. The kids are putting their academic career on the line. Ahsoka's risking her role as a Jedi. And Padme honestly takes the biggest risk of all wearing her hair like that in that tan thing. <laughs> oh, what was that? What's happening? It's awful. That dress that she wears? Is that... Before or after the change. So when, when Padme shows up, her hair is like standing up. It's like a headpiece. Yeah. Yeah. And then her and Satine both change and reveal oh. that no, their hair is super short. Yeah. Yeah, it's that that, that tan. That short at dinner, I think they're wearing it. Yeah, that's horrendous. It's awful. <laughs> When they're eating, this is true. Um, they're eating. They're eating cubes of tofu, which the the production team put in there because they wanted to keep that square and polygonal aesthetic for Mandalore, even expressed in the food. That's a choice. Yeah, it is, isn't it? But uh, yeah, no that 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 tan Padme dress. It's funny because her adventure outfit with the purple vest that she wears for the action scenes is probably my favorite Padme oh, yeah. out of this show. But that other tan number is, is probably my least. Yeah. I like her hair when she's wearing that though. Really? I like, I like her and Satine's hair. Uh, I think dinner. that's what I don't like. Oh, I think it's the outfit for me. Really? Yeah. I think I could do the hair if it, um, if it was with a different outfit. Satine's hair especially is very good at dinner. Mm-hmm. I'll stand by that. Yeah. 
No, Satine, Satine always looks good. I think that's one of the few Satine outfits in this episode that isn't a rejected Padme concept. And I like I like the way like Mandalorian tofu cube geometric <laughs> elements are kind of represented in her outfit. There's a lot of like the chest diamond shape mm-hmm. hidden in there. Yeah, that one's a really gorgeous outfit, honestly. I'll say this. This is the first of the long-standing tradition of Lucas trying to put backdoor pilots into Clone Wars. Yeah, you said that. I had never thought of it that way, but... So that's definitely what these kids are. They're definitely a backdoor pilot for something, and it it did not go well. But after them, <laughs> we get Saul Guerrero and uh, his backdoor pilot. Then we get uh, Jedi Kids, Crystal Adventures backdoor pilot. Yeah. Did you know they and actually then, screened the Jedi Kids arc as a pilot with a focus group? At Celebration, they actively recruited anyone who had a kid in the Target demo, 8 to 12, and they invited them to a special screening where they showed it edited differently as a feature. That's cool. Yeah, I and that was the first, that because I had... I had the theory that, like, Saw Guerrero was a backdoor pilot I had heard, but when I found that out, I was like, oh, he actually was throwing these pilots out there. But I had never thought of these episodes that way. And then you get the Bad Batch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you think the D-Squad, the droids, were a backdoor pilot? Or do you think that was just George Weird? I think that was just George Weird. I I, I don't even know. (laughs) We're going to do a drunk special with those episodes. We have to. We have to. God, I love those. Oh, man, I'll cry over Gregor, though, even though we know how that goes. It still doesn't end well, but. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely feel like Lucas was with these Mando kids, like trying to introduce us to characters to explore later for like a, a different show. Um, and like, I like these kids. They're interesting. They're yeah. they're maybe not great, but. Um, quirky being Kenobi's <laughs> son is definitely something I had not considered before, which I find yeah. very interesting. It's like the people who believe it, that's their life. Like that's <laughs> you mentioned quirky and then they go off. Like, yeah, there's, a but I love it. Like it's, now. it's so, it's such a fun theory. Like there's not much besides the fact that he looks kind of like Obi-Wan. But that's all they need. But yeah, like well there's there's that. There's Bogatan is like one hundred percent not mom material. Um and like if she was a mom, uh that kid would not be in like this preppy private school with Aunt Satine. Like no Mm -hmm. that that kid would be in like Death Watch Juniors Association (laughs) or something. I kinda wanna see that now. Yeah, I'd watch that. <laughs> I mean, I guess we might see that with Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. This kid would be running around with a little Din. Oh yeah, his little little Din is Death Watch Junior. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit younger than these kids, though. I think. Yeah, yeah, he's maybe like six. Yeah. If and these, yeah, these kids are like fourteen. Yeah, because they're probably meant to be about the same age as Ahsoka, and she's coming up on 15. Yeah. Um, You guys translated the Arabash on Ahsoka's slides, didn't you? Yeah, I, I sat there. I've, I've, I've reached a point through my 
repeated Galaxy's Edge excursions, which, by the way, uh, they have the iced tea from these episodes as a menu item in Oga's Cantina. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I've I've reached the point where I can kind of read Orbesh without a key, but it's slow going. So poor Becca sat there as like I read the Orbesh like a first grade pon phonics student, um, and it 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 actually all makes sense. There's a lot of filler text in Clone Wars for some reason. Uh, a lot of stuff says like ATTE rules. I guess the ATTE modeling team also got to do the filler text. But um, this stuff is like really in-depth definitions of like what nepotism is and what cronyism is and what embezzlement is. And like it explains that the graph shows corruption related crimes increasing in the city of Sundari. It explains that ever since the Death Watch crisis and the indictment of Governor Vizsla, corruption-related crimes have skyrocketed because people know what they can get away with. There's a lot there. I, I advise people pause that and translate it. It's just fun. There's nothing super groundbreaking, but that's a neat little detail. Also, because the episode was directed by the Italian director Giancarlo Volpe, uh, whenever something says, like, when they unlock a door and the Arabesh screen says like entry or, you know, access tonight, it's always in Italian. I, I assume that's because Volpe directed, but I really don't know. <laughs> I think this is fun for a couple reasons. One, it shows a much more serious side to Ahsoka than yeah. she gets when she's with Anakin a lot. Um, Cause she's, she's kind of like the Lancer to Anakin's like hero role. And then two, uh, when people are like, oh, the sequel trilogy and Kathleen Kennedy made Star Wars political. It's like, <laughs> hey, have you have you seen this little show called The Clone Wars? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, or have I you mean, seen these small indie movies called The Star Wars? Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> I mean, the, I think Star Wars at its absolute most transparently political, besides uh, Newt Gunray, when Newt Gingrich was gutting the political <laughs> system is uh Halle Bertoni, the military contractor senator. Come on. That's Halliburton on the nose. Clone Wars was Star Wars at its most political, most definitely. Um, Becca, anything else that you really liked about these episodes or that stood out? I mean, like I said, Ahsoka's growth and Padme and Satine's relationship are my main two. It's why I watch that those episodes. She said relationship. She didn't say friendship. She's I did not you. say friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I I noticed, but thank you for pointing that out for all of the, all of the like queer oblivious straight people that listen <laughs> yeah. to this show. That's my role um, on this show. <laughs> anything you'd change about these episodes? Anyone? Ooh. Any anything you'd alter? I think they needed. This is me trying to fit in with my queer friends. Uh, I think they needed a scene where Padme and Satine awkwardly go for each other's hands at the same time and then try to pretend they didn't. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I'd want that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's they're they are what they are, but I don't know what I would change. Because to change iced tea episodes, are like <laughs> there's not really much you can do there. 
I would take the dairy out of the uh, Mugen iced tea at Galaxy's Edge so we can drink it. Does that count? I don't know if that, you know, affects these episodes per se, (laughs) but... Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd, if I'd really change anything either. Um, maybe I'd cut out one of the Mando kids so that there are less of them and then, like, it would be easier to explore them a little more. Like, as it stands, the group, it's hard to, like, remember which one's which and who's who and stuff. I couldn't even tell you the names. I know Corky. Yeah. I, I know one of them is Sony. One of them is Amis, and one of them is Lagos, but I can't tell you which is which. Yeah, so, like, cut one of them out, and then, you know, with three, we could get to know those three a little mm-hmm. bit better. I think or that's maybe all I'd change. Alternatively, I would, uh, I would just give them a dog and a van that says the mystery machine on the side, because then mm. we already know them. That's, I mean, yeah, actually, that's not bad. They should have put Mystery Machine and Arabesh on the side of that <laughs> skiff that they take. That's right. They do go around solving solving mysteries. Yeah. Dude, I called them the Scooby-Doo gang for years. Um, cool. Well, I guess that's been our breakdown of these of these three or two, these two episodes. Becca, I believe we're gonna have you back again sometime in the future, which is exciting. But any Yeah. yeah. Anything you want to tell our listeners now in the meantime till they get to see you again? Um, <laughs> I don't even know. I guess Clone Wars is awesome. <laughs> Mandos are awesome. Uh, hopefully Mando season two trailer soon. Yeah, what? Or if not, it's what already come out when this is out. <laughs> what Star Wars costuming groups are you in? Are you are you in all? Three of the, three, the the big ones? Yeah, I'm in all three of the big ones. Um, I mainly do stuff with the Rebel Legion and the Mandalorian mercs, um, but I am very slowly <laughs> working on a Zam Wessel from episode two to kind of get back into 501st stuff. Another lesbian. Exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> Django, Django Fett's gay. <laughs> like... I always we, we all we all know this, right? Like, I always took him as ace. Yeah, I could see. But he's definitely somewhat. Yeah, Django he's Fett like, is oh, not I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get someone pregnant. I'm gonna mm-hmm. get a clone baby. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's got that's he's it. got some romantic tension with Kenobi, but then again, everyone that has a scene with yes. Kenobi has romantic yeah. tension with him. So <laughs> you can't not have that. Romantic tension yeah. is so Obi Wan Kenobi as is the high ground. He always has. It. <laughs> but it's... but like, I I always liked Jango Fett and Zam Wessel like going out on like queer adventures, doing crime, <laughs> yeah. space crime. Yeah. Zan is an underexplored character. Yeah, she's so cool. And she just looks cool. Yeah. Like, yeah she got a comic series badass. in Legends and then in Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Leanna Walsman came back and played her for that. That was a fun story. That's one of my favorite Star Wars stories of all time. Yeah, it's a good game. All right. Well, that I think is going to do it for us. Thank you so much uh, for coming on here, Becca. We super appreciate it. Yeah. Y'all should follow her on Instagram at Becca Soka, B-E-K-A-H-S-O-K-A. Thank you. 
And uh, if you go to uh, hollownetmarauders.com and search her username, she did a little interview with myself, actually, about her Mando character and how she tied it back and her Mando's ties to Naboo. It's super interesting. She's thought this character out to such a degree that she could tell you the character's favorite flower. <laughs> you have to play her in an RPG sometime, Becca. I'll have to okay. like that would I'll be really to, like, fun. GMA an Edge of the yeah. Empire game or something. That would be fun. That would be fun. We could both do our Mandos actually. That would be interesting. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you you've put way more thought in than me, but I'll try to keep up. Well, that's gonna do it for us. Follow us on Twitter at Force Friends Pod. Give us money at Kofi slash Force Friends Rewatch. Please, we need it. Please. Shoot us an email at forcefriendsrewatch at gmail.com. And we want to give a huge thank you to Bristol Podworks for our introduction and for being our producer. Go reach out to them to make your podcast dreams come true. How do we end the show, Ryan? I think we should still keep the legacy ending of Tell the Boy About His Parents, but we also say this is the way. This is the way. We'll catch you next time.